The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by our mini helmet contest. The SGP mini helmets are now in the store, and we are giving away one for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. And football bingo is back, this time in time for the NFL Christmas Day Slate. It's free to play, and every bingo gets a $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb welcome in to the nascar gambling podcast here on the sports gambling podcast network he's cody zeeb i'm rod via gomez and well we are just going to follow up on our highly critically acclaimed uh, drivers uh, totals podcast from uh, earlier this week, Cody. That one went over like gangbusters. I think everybody is just anxious for odds and for stuff to talk about that's not just crazy, silly season news. So um, glad we were able to do that, and glad we're back for another episode of it. Yeah, agreed. Uh, yeah, I got a few different uh, DMs, and then had some guys asking about some where where we're finding the odds and all that in the Discord. So. You can always hit us up for that uh, that kind of info there or or in our DMs as well. But yeah, people were very excited, as were we, right? I mean, the two of us were were super pumped. It's like, yes, some new odds, something different to talk about, something that that you know you can bet over multiple different drivers. It's, I mean, championship is is wonderful to bet on, yes, but you're sort of limited in kind of how many different drivers you can bet. I mean, with this, you can go bet every single one that's available of the drivers over under wins, whichever direction you like. Right. So something new, something more fun. We're getting closer. Only 58 days till the Daytona 500, 44 days until the clash at the LA Coliseum. So it's getting here quickly and hopefully more odds keep trickling out right as we get closer and uh, gives us more stuff to talk about. Indeed. But of course, 58 days, Cody. And that means, of course, we're taking a trip down history lane because what better way to spend the offseason than learning about NASCAR as well? I know you have a, a load of 58 information for us. Okay, I'm overselling it, but what, what do you got for us on the 58? <laughs> yeah, there's not much information on 58 because there's not much information to give, right? It's a very unused number in NASCAR. Uh, only 133 starts ever. Uh, there was one win by Johnny Allen 
who uh, only raced it that number in three races, and uh, and he ended up getting getting the one win in there. But yeah, 133 races, one win, seven top fives for this number. Johnny Patterson, the guy who started this number the most, and he only started it 20 times. So this number's never seen a full time season in NASCAR. Um, yeah, only 133 races again. There's only so many numbers available, but just this this area range of numbers that we're in right now, uh, like we talked about the other day, just not a lot of use. Obviously, 60 was one of those numbers that really stuck out for the Xfinity Series side. We talked about that for part one of going over these odds, but 48 races in Chevy, 44 races in Ford, 17 races in the Hudson, um, some Pontiac, Mercury, Four races with the Nash Motor Company. <laughs> what? The Nash Rambler? I guess. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, some Plymouth, Oldsmobile, Buick, Price, Chrysler, and one race for the Packard Motor Car Company. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> last raced in the 2007 series uh, season by James Hilton. Um, he just raced in the Daytona 500. And that was it. Um, so it, it, it's not been seen since that 2007 season, but uh, a very not much used number for sure. That's interesting. That, I mean, again, we talked about it. There's only so many numbers, and it just feels like at some point the 58 could be a little more prominent than that. So, yeah, I love it. Um, uh, let me ask you, Cody, was anybody driving the 58 in 1983? 1983 oh wait we're no yeah 2023 yeah what am i yeah, doing? yeah. oh you got it yes jerry bowman made four starts in the car um so uh, up and down results uh 25th at rockingham 36th at, oh i guess he made five starts i can't read that's okay uh, <laughs> uh 13 starts at dover uh, or 13th place at dover was his best finish that season but uh yeah, Jerry, Jerry Bowman in the number 58 car for, for 1983. Okay, well, then that's where we're turning our attention to. I will say to you that Jerry Bowman finished 45th in the points that season. Uh, he clocked in with a whopping 419 points on the year with his five starts, his one top 10. Uh, no, he didn't actually, he didn't finish in the top 10. Uh, but he had, what, it's $8,610 in total earnings uh, from the 1983 races, that's not bad, right? No, nah, listen, man. If you paid me eight grand to go around a few times, I'd do that. Yes, uh, exactly. <laughs> so, so, anyways, yeah, that's it. So he had as many starts, almost. Well, okay. Uh, Bobby Allison, the winner of the 1983 NASCAR mm. Winston Cup uh, Grand National Points Championship, had one more win than Mr. Bowman or Bowman. Yeah, had starts on the year. So uh, Bobby Allison winning it with 4,667 points. 30 starts, 6 wins, 18 top 5s, 25 top 10s. The numbers here started to get bigger, Cody, if you if you remember earlier what our, our meager 1953 uh, earnings were. Now in 83, $883,009.40 Mr. Bobby Allison took home uh, over the course of the 1983 Winston Cup season. Um, rounding out that top 10, Daryl Waltrip also had 6 wins. In his 30 starts, he had 22 top fives, 25 top tens coming in and second place. Bill Elliott, you know that name, comes in third. Richard Petty in fourth. Terry Labonte in fifth. Neil Bonnet in sixth. Harry Grant in seventh. The one, the only, Dale Earnhardt finishing eighth. 
Ricky Rudd finishing in ninth, and Tim Richmond finishing in tenth. That rounds out the top ten of the 1983 Winston Cup season. Another fun fact from that, Cody, just just to just to kind of put a little bow on the 83 season too, is that Dale Earnhardt drove the number 15 Bud Moore car, the Wrangler Ford, and actually won a couple of those, including the uh, Talladega 500 in 83. There you go. Yeah, it's uh, cra- crazy to think of Dale Earnhardt finishing, what did you say, 7th or 8th on the points there. But uh, yeah, he did not He did not win them all, despite, uh, <laughs> obviously, the, the aura around him. But uh, yeah, yeah, crazy. He was in the 15 car. That was right before he went to, I think he might have gone to Richard Childress, actually, 84, I think the next season potentially, but uh, yeah, fun stuff there. Yep, that yellow and blue Wrangler car. That, that's a nice little car. I like that. Too. It was yes, beautiful car. There's been some really good throwbacks to that that scheme. That's those are always very nice, very nice looking cars. Indeed. So, uh, yeah, okay. Look, you know, you may not come here for the history, but you stay for it a little bit. And it's you know why? Because we cram it in the beginning. We don't take. We don't mate to the end. We make you listen to it in the beginning, and then we get to the good stuff. So you never know how far to fast forward hey, with this us. This is the good stuff too, all right? <laughs> hey, I agree. That's what I'm saying. That's, I said it earlier in the in the week. I'll lead say off, it again. Lead off with a little bit of fun, right? Lead off with the strength. I mean, it's the off season, man. Why can't we have a little bit of fun? Um, but you know what else is fun? Breaking down win totals. So let's do that. Let's take a break real quick. That way we can just go over these like we did last time and, and hit them all and hit them hard. So uh, we'll step away. We'll come back real quick. And we'll talk about all of the odds for the rest of the drivers that we didn't get to in the last episode. But let's tell you about WinBet. It's the official sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And WinBet is active in a bunch of states. And there's tons of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays. Plus, for the hashtag DGENs only, try your luck at WinBet's Parlay Wheel. There's great odds, there's great promos, great payouts happening all the time, and they're happening right now at WinBet. Are you ready to play? Sign up today. You're going to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. Always limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from, and all you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today offer subject to change terms and conditions to winbet.com must be 21 or older and present this playthrough winbet is available if you or somebody you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 do not forget to enter the sgp mini helmet contest just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet to enter that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet Football bingo is back this time for the NFL Christmas Day slate. Feel free to play, and it's free to play, so make sure to play because it's free and you can feel free to do it. Every bingo gets you a $100 SGPN gift card. It's exclusively on the SGPN app. All right, Cody. So we believe we left off on uh, young Chase Briscoe as the final driver of the uh, episode last week. So that brings us to the Brad Kozlowski season win total. I want to ask you if you can figure out where this win total is set. You probably have it sitting in front of you, so I, I don't have to ask I, you. Actually, I decided today not to pull it up so that I can be surprised. Okay. There's a few that I glaringly noticed when we were talking the other day that I know where they're set, but this one I don't. I've got to think this one's just half a race, right? They couldn't have put this at 1.5. Yeah, you're absolutely right. This is at a half a race, uh, and 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 what's crazy is that both the over and the under are minus 115. So the books are like, we don't know. 
it, this is a tough one, right? I mean, this is probably, yeah, I, they don't know which way to go. And yeah, pricing it evenly is probably correct. Well, and so last season when we were talking about Kazowski's, I, I think I gave him, uh, I gave him what? I think I gave him a win, right? I, I called him for at least one win, or yeah. was it RFK that I was giving a win? I yeah, can't. Remember. I can't remember. I know, I know we were both pretty big on him. I, I mean, he was one of the guys I think I gave out even as a like long shot championship odds. Yeah. Like, <laughs> obviously, looking back, whoops, I kind of messed on that, right? But, um, but I, I still I don't ex- I, obviously I think we've adjusted our expectations on Brad Keselowski at this point, but I still have pretty decent expectations for him. He is one of the best super speedway racers in the field, if not the best, especially at Talladega, right? There's, I think, two people that have more wins than him at Talladega, and both of their names are Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt and Dale Earnhardt Jr. So (laughs) you can't get on much more exclusive list at Talladega. So there's going to be opportunities for, for Brad to win. Then we saw right at Bristol, late in the race, he was doing very well there and potentially going for the win. He ended up having a tire issue, didn't get it done, and his teammate slash the other car that he owns was able to get it done in uh, Chris Busher. So I think we definitely saw a huge step from RFK towards the end of the season. Um, Brad, again, we talked about all those drivers that won races last year and the drivers that didn't that that are drivers we've seen win in the past or, or that we expect to win. Brad Kozlowski is on that, didn't win in all those winners list he did win one of the duels at daytona back at the start of the season daytona 500 one of the few things missing from his resume Uh, again he's a champion of the sport uh driver owner and all that now i don't think well maybe he has one of daytona 500 i'll have to look back and, and see for sure on that but i feel like he has not um either way uh with with the the way he is at at the super speedways I'm going to take the over on this. And just from a rooting side of it, I, I want to see that the teams succeed. Uh, we talked about it before. Roush used to be such a powerhouse in the series, and and they really, really just fell off uh, for a while there. And everybody's kind of hoping with Brad going over there, kind of changing things up and doing things his way, that they can maybe return to some of that, that old glory. Uh, Brad's a guy I've always liked, uh, somebody partial to Miller Lite. I, I've always enjoyed watching him race. Uh, so I'm going to go with the over on Brad Kozlowski. I do think they have it set right. Uh, I think him winning two races would be is kind of a longer shot. Not that he can't do it, but I think that point five is, is right. We're either going to see him get one or none, and I'm going to go towards the one side of it. I Yeah. I mean, I kind of – the whole last season thing is, as far as making a case for him to win, I, I could pretty much just copy and paste that right into – this episode just to, to do about the same sort of situation last season, obviously not good for him. No wins, only one top five, six top tens. But I mean, maybe the ownership part of it was gnawing at him a little bit more than maybe he anticipated. He's got a full season now as an owner as well. Now, now nothing is a surprise on that owner side of it for him. Maybe now he can settle down into uh, being able to drive and, and look, I know that a lot of times when you jump into something and for the first time, you want to immerse yourself in it, right? And, and that's probably the same with ownership because you want to uh, hands-on, you want to be able to, to, and to uh, experience all of it, right? And so it, it is all-consuming, and it does take away focus from what your main job is, and that's to drive your car. So 
calm down, everybody. Take a deep breath. Now we're in our second year. We've got the feel of this. Now I can drive my car. And you're right. He, he was in a situation a few times where he could have had a better finish, quite possibly won. He's a veteran driver. You can never count him out to win. And uh, I think a half a win, at only minus 115, you know, I think it's a good a good enough bet to make. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, going from from just being a driver to being a driver owner, that's a huge step. And we saw Denny Hamlin take that sort of half a step, but really everything stayed the same as far as his driving. His team stayed in place. He's with a powerhouse and all that. Yes, he became an owner for other cars, which is the way we saw like Dale Earnhardt do it. And that was very successful. But if you look back, you know, some of these other greats of the sport tried to do it and it weren't as successful. Bill Elliott tried it. Daryl Waltrip tried it. They didn't quite find the success that some of these guys were hoping for. And, and Kozlowski's situation a little different, obviously going to the established Roush racing. So that helps. But moving from just being a driver to being a driver owner for not only the car you're now driving and another car, I think that those are really, that's a really, really big shift, right? And already going from Penske to Roush is a step back for, for where those programs are today, right? We wouldn't have said that 10, 15 years ago, but today they're not the same program. And, and I think he hopes to change that and we hope we see that. But yeah, it, it, it there was an adjustment period for sure. You're figuring out this new car and all that on top of it. Um, so going into year two with him as the, the driver owner, in this program, I think that we're going to see a big step up. His points standings kind of were funky because they had that huge penalty beginning of the season that just kind of put him way behind the eight ball right from the, the get go and made him kind of hang out like around 30th all season, basically. But I, I think we see a pretty successful season from Brad, and I would not be surprised to, to see him bring that six car to victory lane. Well, if you're going to bet the over, you hope that as well. <laughs> that is for sure. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's talk a little less about Brad Keselowski and a little more about Tyler Reddick now making Ooh. a brand new uh, life for himself uh, as he's jettisoned himself from the eight car now officially. Right? I mean, you're one foot out the door, and they just pretty much kicked his other foot out and said, "You know what? No, we're good. You, uh, you sir, can go all the way out, and we'll we'll replace you as well." Um, his win total, I tell you, Cody, I'll go ahead and let you guess. Uh, what do you think they said his win total at? I'm going to, well, I want to go with 1.5 just cause that's so popular, but I would say 2.5. Uh, no, in fact, it was one and a half, uh, with okay. the over juiced to about 155 and the under at, my, at plus 125. So, um, obviously the books tend to agree that he's going to at least get two wins on the season. He did get three last year. Uh, he did win three races in that eight car. Uh, should have had four. Should have had four. Uh, but ten- almost had that Bristol dirt bet. Almost had it. Almost, oh, dude. Damn. You were close, and we were all rooting for it. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, but then there was ten, ten top five or top five finishes and fifteen top tens. His average finish last season was seventeen point six. Uh, kind of a far cry off from his nine point five average start. So, um, look for Tyler Reddick. Obviously, new surroundings. This is definitely going to influence him. Um, but how much do those new surroundings equate to, I guess, we're talking half of the wins that he had last year? I mean, obviously, you can't win a half a race, but 
Does it get him to two this year? Not yet, anyways. They'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> Betting betters will find it. Where can we get um, the hook? Uh, this is this is actually a really tough one because you just don't know what to expect with the team change. I, I think that Tyler Reddick, similar to Kyle Larson, was a very, very young talent that's that's very good, gonna be up and coming fast. You can put him in anything, he can drive it, right? Um, and I think that RCR was maybe holding him back in previous years. Now this past year with the new car, RCR played a big part in helping develop that car. They seem to take a huge step forward with that. How much of that was Tyler? How much of it was their program? You, you know, I guess we'll probably find out here soon. Right. Um, but yeah, going to a new team, 2311 has had success, right? They've got three wins now in two seasons. Bubba's got two of them. Kurt Busch got a win as well. Um, that 45 car specifically, I guess, I don't know which team ended up in the victory lane the second time. It was The number was 45, but I think it was still the 23 team pretty much. But um, uh, this is a tough one because I really, 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 really believe in Tyler Reddick's talent. It's just going to be what the adjustment period is, switching from Toyota to Chevy, switching to this new team, learning all this new stuff. Sponsorship wise, it sounds like, and that's something I we've got on the list to talk about here that I don't think we've gotten to yet. But Kyle Busch is keeping most of the sponsors that Reddick had uh, last year. That eight car, they're just staying there, so we don't really know. We've not heard any announcements on who's going to be sponsoring that car, what kind of funding they have. Now, granted, Michael Jordan is funding the car, so I don't think it's going to be you know a backmark or anything by those means. But I just there's still some questions around that program, I guess, that concern me a little bit. He won two races on road courses last year. So is he the new Chase Elliott, Martin Truex Jr. of road courses in this new car? Are we going to see him up there all the time at, at these? Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. which. I want to see which way you lean on this because I, I don't know which way to go. I want to go under. And, and only because, again, it wasn't as if Bubba and Kurt were up there every single race. This would be different if Tyler were going to track house. I may feel a little more comfortable with him stepping into a track house car. Like, you know, if we're not talking about one of the major teams, if we're talking about one of the, the I don't even, one of the, uh, the not major teams, one of the not top ones. Uh, but for to step into, into 2311 and expect him to come out and win three races when Bubba's already been there, right? I mean, Bubba's been, he's won, but it's, it's like, to me, I don't see I don't see this equipment making Reddick an instant three race driver, and it's not. I mean, look, Bush and Wallace. You talk about road courses where Reddick won his two races or two of his three races. They haven't. They weren't performing all that well on road courses. Toyotas were horrible on road courses last right? year. That is a very good point. So, I mean, you can't really pick up a win if your if your equipment can't get you there. So, I mean, there's there's a lot to do with the driver, sure, but. I, again, I don't know if Reddick so is ready. For if Tyler wins. Reddick was popped into the 18 car instead for Joe Gibbs, would you feel any differently? I would say I'd take the over on that. I would take at least a, a two wins out of that. Because See, and I wonder how I wonder how much of a gap there is in those Joe Gibbs cars and the 2311 cars because ugh, I don't know. I, and I I'm not saying that we've been held back by the drivers because Kurt is a great driver. He's he's for the latter part of his very very long career right last driver to race against dale earnhardt 
uh, of the guys that were in the series this past season. So he's been around a long time, but lately it's been he gets one win a season no matter what team he's at and just kind of his, his motto. And I think we saw a lot out of Bubba this past season. He took major steps, and we saw him have really good cars multiple times. Obviously, one at Kansas, so you can't say we only won because of a rain-shortened race and all that other stuff. He's been good at super speedways. Uh, I, I, this is this is a tough one because, yeah, I feel like obviously if you put him in the five car for Hendrick, he's probably going to go win five or six races, right? Because he's he's a talent level, uh, not uh, at Kyle Larson's level, I don't think, but comparable to it, right? Um, you throw the dirt race in there where he was very, very good at this past season, should have won that, like we said. You got Homestead. He's always really good there. Um, and I believe that was his third race win this past season. Uh, man, no, I can't remember. Maybe Kyle Larson won that race. I don't know. But <laughs> this is this is one of the toughest ones we've come across so far. It is. It is. And again, it's not just because we don't believe in, in Tyler Reddick's talent, but, you know, look, when Bubba Wallace is there, it's it's like having kids, right? And and you've had one already, right? And then the new one comes along. That older one is still going to get a lot of your attention, and, and you, you feel bad sometimes because the youngest one doesn't. And so you're trying to balance all of that. And in there, like you're splitting your attention, and neither one of them gets attention. So... I almost feel like this is where we're at, where Bubba's been the guy that they've been grooming, right? They they want Bubba to be the face of 2311. Then they bring in Tyler Reddick, who, in and of his own right, is a staple on a team, right? I mean, he's he's pretty much a marquee guy, if you treat him correctly. So you you have two marquee guys. It's, it's not Hendrick. Like, you don't have infinite resources to make these guys both stars. One's going to have to shine a little brighter. Who is that going to be? I don't know. It's going to be Tyler Reddick. I, th- I think if you're... Picking one and two, I think Tyler Reddick is the top dog there. I mean, I, I think we'll see, but yeah. well, time will talent tell. wise, I love Bubba and I think Bubba's great and I'm glad he's locked in for years, I believe, there and we're going to see him around. But I think talent wise, the Tyler Reddick is one of the most talented drivers in the field. I'm going to go, I'm going to take the over. I don't super love it, but if you're making me pick a side, I'm, I'm going to go with the over just on talent alone. I'll take the under, uh, just because, yeah. I'm going to be contrary in this instance. Uh, all right, let's talk about young Kyle Larson. We talked about uh, throwing Reddick in the five car. Well, the current driver of the five car, his total is set at Cody. You want to take? A I think guess? I saw this one yesterday. Three and a half. Yeah, it's three and a half. Uh, he's at three and a half. Again, just a disappointing season overall for Larson after winning every race last or two seasons ago. Um, he comes back down to earth, wins three races. 13 top fives, 19 top tens, which again for him, he had 19 wins uh, two seasons ago. So he goes to <laughs> 19 top tens. Uh, his average finish last season, 14.1. Uh, again, about a half half off of where he started, and that was seventh. Didn't finish seven races, which is, again, not necessarily like, alike Kyle Larson. But at three and a half wins now, three and a half is juiced at minus 140. Uh, the under is juiced at plus, or I'm sorry, the under is given to you at plus 110. So obviously, we're we're sold on the fact that he's probably going to get to at least three wins, um, and then possibly four. So can he improve one more race over last season? Yeah, give me the over. This one, it's not even close. I'm, I mean, Kyle Larson, I think, is the most talented driver in the Cup Series. One of the most talented drivers in the world. We know it. Hendrick has top equipment, probably in of all the teams. We talked about it on the last show that 
him and Kyle or him and Chase Elliott are one A one B over there. They're getting the best equipment. He's a great driver. He can win anywhere except the super speedways. <laughs> so road courses, he's good at. Uh, although he did take a step back this past season, we did see him get one win at Watkins Glen, where he ran Chase Elliott off the track. But uh, but Kyle Larson is so good. I don't know how you could bet the under on him. It just, I mean, that that'd be like taking Max Verstappen an F1 to not win four races or, or Tom Brady in the 2007 Patriots under like he's one of the best drivers in the prime of his career right now on one of the best teams and one of the best cars. So I, I, you have to go over with Kyle Larson. I feel like there's staple bets that you should make in a championship uh, futures bets. And, and, and Kyle Larson feels like one of those staple bets that you have to do, or, you know, even the win total bet. You just, you have to bet, the over because the potent the potential for him to do it is far it just far outweighs the potential for him not to end up doing this right I mean and you don't want to caught on the wrong end of history I'd rather miss on him not getting to four wins than bet the under and and watch him win another nine ten six hundred races next year and feel like a schmuck because I didn't do it yeah yeah and I mean three wins this past season took him a little bit to adjust to the new car. It seemed like, but giving him another year in this car, um, and and everything, it just, he's too good of a driver to be held back for too long. I think. And I think that, that we're just, we're going to see him improve on the, the step back because the year before, of course, 10 regular seasons won the all-star race. Right. So that driver didn't just disappear somewhere. Well, and that's what I was going to ask you, too. It's like, how many times have you gone out and done the best that you've ever done in your life and turned in one of the best performances of whatever it was, whether it's, you know, as me as a musician, like I've gone out and played the absolute best that I've ever played my entire life and then come back a week later and just play like I'm a fourth grader all over again and I don't even know what the hell I'm looking at and how to push the buttons on this horn. Right. I mean, just sometimes that happens. And when you when you excel at the kind of level that Kyle Larson did last year, you got to think that like when he came back this year, he had all the intentions of repeating that. But sometimes it just doesn't happen. And sometimes it just doesn't come as natural as you think it does. So in between all of that craziness, right in between the four thousand wins and the three wins from last season, the happy medium there is to figure that he'll probably end up being a Chase Elliott type of a, you know, five win, even maybe six win season. You're going to see him win races, and I think you're going to see him win more than three. Yeah, I mean, four just feels like a baseline. Like, he's going to get to four, and then is it he wins just six, or does he win ten again, right? It's like, it feels like four is just such a low number for him. Again, I know he only won three last year, but it's not like Hendrick took some huge step back they were horrible, right? Chase Elliott had five wins. He had three. I think Byron had two. Bowman had another one. So overall, they were winning. Obviously, we saw the massive success Chase Elliott had almost everywhere last season. Chad Canals, since he's moved up to being in charge of everything, has made it very clear they're going to notebook share. And if one team knows things, all three, all four teams know it. They're sharing it between each other. And uh, yeah, so... Whatever Elliott had last year, they're going to have some of that this year as well. Um, another year to adjust to this new car and the differences there. Um, and Kyle Larson, I, to see him go under three and a half would be 
probably one of the biggest disappointments of the season as far as expectation levels. Yeah, and again, I feel as if, you know, this is not necessarily... We, we've spent a lot of time on Kyle Larson, but I feel like this is because this win total makes you feel like, yeah, but he only got to three last season. You know, it is, is that we have to kind of convince you <laughs> that, yes, three wins or four wins is in his... In his uh, or he can get there because just because he didn't this year, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people that haven't paid as close attention probably look at it and go he didn't get there last year what are you saying why can he get there this year we're telling you why that's why we're taking this this extensive amount of time to convince you that yes it's possible for kyle larson to get the four wins yep but yeah yeah one of the easiest ones on the board for me this isn't over and there's no no even second thought on taking the under indeed uh all right let's move on to the 12 car and young ryan blaney who uh i'm not gonna even i'm not gonna cue ryan blaney's corner because this is the whole thing. We're, we're talking about Ryan Blaney right now. Uh, so his win total, Cody, can you can you guess? Well, since he didn't win any last year, I'm going to say one and a half, although I think it should be higher. I was going to ding, 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 but yes, correct. Uh, one and a half is his win total. But I will say, since you you know obviously got that uh, nicely, what do you think the juice is at for his over? It's got to be juice to the over, right? It's got to be minus 155, minus 160. Holy shit. Cody, you are a handicapper, my bud. Oh, oh yeah. Minus 165. I'm starting to learn this stuff pretty decent, right? Hell, uh, yeah. Close, anyways. Let's start our own book. Uh, yeah, <laughs> minus 165 is where he's at for his over. Um, his under is uh, actually, it's it's plus 135, so it's not necessarily uh, a, a advantageous, I suppose, at plus 135, but... Um, just to know that his over is, is just that high. You know, it's it's crazy to me because I wonder sometimes, they, they know, right? They know that these things may end up happening in the books. They're not dumb. They're like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to give it to you, but we're going to give it to you and we're going to make it pay. So, <laughs> Right. Yep, of course. That's why they generally win, but uh, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, because look, they only pay the juice if you lose, right? <laughs> Our favorite. I mean, we need we need a mug that says that. We need to get on we that. Do. We need to get that on a t-shirt. Actually, we should. We Actually, we're going to talk to Ryan about that. That'll be something we do. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's recap Ryan Blaney's season last year. Obviously, just as Cody said, no wins. 12 top fives, 17 top tens. Uh, a couple of top fives, actually, to close out the season. That third place in Martinsville, and then, of course, the runner-up over there in Phoenix. Average start, 10.1. Average finish, 13.6. He did not finish three uh, races at all, but he did lead 636 laps. In freaking impressive for Ryan Blaney. Only to watch himself not win a race last year. And he did win the All-Star race, which again, these totals are only for the... Uh, regular season or points not regular season but points accruing races so the 36 so the all-star doesn't count coliseum doesn't count the the dual gatorade duels don't count but uh so he was able to put it in victory lane at least once even though that doesn't count towards the win total it counts towards him winning something um but there's probably six eight races you could go back and find where ryan blaney had probably the best car or one of the top three cars and had a great day and then just anything and everything that could happen to him happened to him. He could not finish those races. It got to the point at the end of the season, they were talking about it on the TV broadcast. 
like, oh, here's Ryan Blaney again. All 47 times he's been in the lead at this point in the race, he's had an issue. And then, boom, there goes the issue. And it's, oh, now it's 48 times. And it's like, he just, and we've seen that before. It happens. It just drivers, teams, right? How many teams? I think my Nebraska Huskers two seasons ago lost like seven games by like less than four points or something. Like it was just like every single time there was a close game, they just were so close, but they didn't win. So like it happens with teams. It happens with drivers. It gets that way. Um, and Blaney is going to snap out of that. He's one of the better drivers in the series. Penske, obviously a tough team, right? They just won the championship with Joey Logano. Um, and he is one of the better super speedway racers also. Um, was should have should have probably opened the season with a Daytona 500 win, right? He was right. If he if it had not been for the wreck the year before, that took out the two Penske cars, and that was on Blaney's mind. He didn't want to repeat of that, and he just waited a little too long. Cindric blocked his run at the end there, shut, stopped him into the wall, and ended up winning. But Ryan Blaney had a had a great season, right? He's the only driver to make the playoffs that didn't win any races. And I just don't see that happening again. I, there's almost no way he doesn't get to victory lane and doesn't do it multiple times. This is another easy over for me. Obviously, a little biased toward Ryan Blaney. I, I really like him as a driver, uh, drinking a body armor right now since that's one of his sponsors just for him. Uh, but, yeah, I, I love the Ryan Blaney over. I think that as much as we saw from him last year, he just didn't quite get it done, but I, I can't see that happening for him a second year in a row. See, and that's this is where we may depart a little bit. I, I can't see him not winning a race. I can't see him not winning a race. I think he's going to win one, but I think that might be the only one he wins. I mean, how many wins do we have to go around? I mean, we've given we've given out quite a few wins True. already. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've already guaranteed that somebody's going to win at least four races. Somebody else is going to win at least five. So it's like... Like I said, Kyle Busch was winning like eight. Exactly, so, yeah, right? I mean, low on numbers here. <laughs> uh, well, there's only, yeah, there's only 36 races, right? I, I can think, think of only... a guy that's going to come up at some point that I'm going to smash the under on, but. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're giving away a lot of wins here. So I'm, 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 I'm really kind of trying to dial back how many overs I take on this because, again, like I said, I know, I know Blaney is capable of winning one. I can't, but I can't, I can't wrap my head around two. I can't find in there where. This would have made a difference, and he would have had two. Because, but you know what I'm uh, man, look as as good as he is on super speedways, right? Again, we got six of those. He's so good on those. I know that anybody can win those, so you've got that. But look at even Phoenix at the end of the season. He had a better car than Joey Logano did. He didn't pass Joey Logano because they wanted Joey Logano to win the race and win the championship. There's no doubt in my mind that had that not been the case, again, maybe Ryan Blaney's too nice of a teammate because for the second time this season. Right, he he didn't get a win because of a teammate and a choice that he made to not be too aggressive. So I guess maybe you you chalk that up in the bad column for him. But man, there was just—I mean, I could go back and point out countless races where he had the best car for the first half of the race, or or at some point in the race, and then just anything and everything that could go wrong, it just bit him, and he wasn't able to get there. But as good as that car was all season, he had more stage wins than anyone else in the series. Um, so that shows you how much he was up front. Like you said, I think he led 600 and some laps. He, 
Cody's like Cody's trying to make his case. I was we're gonna be on opposite sides of this one. I guess I was waiting for more. I was like, okay, and and I was just trying to get you to agree. Just agree now. I can't. I can't agree. I could see one. I just can't see two. I I want to see two. And and look, maybe I'll even contradict myself later on in the season. It may it may come to the fact where I'm like, oh yeah, maybe Ryan Blaney will win this one. So I don't know, but oh, and yeah, you're gonna. I mean, opinions are gonna change as we start to see things. I was the same way. Kevin Harvick early, I was dogging on him the first half of the season, and then became one of my favorite drivers to bet on at the end of the season. So fine, Blaney. Yeah. Blaney is my Harvick then. <laughs> I guess so, right? Yeah. And you, you were sold on Harvick at the beginning of the season. See, similar situation here. Mm-hmm. So just take the over now. <laughs> no, I like plus money at the under, so I'll do that. Uh, okay, so that is Ryan Blaney in a nutshell. Let's move on to a rook. Uh, I mean, obviously he's got some time in the car already but ty gibbs oh um, yes yes this i is, can't I, I saw this line i can't believe it yeah cody I cody's already cannot. salivating at this one Look i at, have already put my house i took out a loan and <laughs> the under is i'm so i'm fully invested in the under on this so the under over under on this one is one and a half one uh, and a half are you kidding me one and a half. how is it one and a half rod for ty gibbs uh, i understand that he thinks he's jesus but good lord <laughs> the the folks over there uh, on the books think that the uh, the new newly minted full time Joe Gibbs racer is going to come out of the box and win a bunch of. But I will say this: the over at one and a half is actually at plus one sixty, whereas the under is minus one ninety. So this is that carrot that they're dangling at you. I mean, they're like, look, we're going to set this a little bit high because we're hedging. If he does come out of the box and win two races next season, then you know it, it looks as if we didn't expect it. But we do expect him to not win. And I and look honestly, Cody, I'd be surprised if he comes out and wins one race next year. And it's not because I don't think he's a talented driver, but look, he ran last year in the the series and wasn't necessarily even a factor in most of those races. So tell me. Tell me where that that massive step is is coming. Is it just because he's going to be in a better uh, a better car this year? But even still, I don't see that making much of an impact either because it's not the eighteen. So you know, I, I don't know really what's going to happen with him, and 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 I can't see him winning two races, almost let alone one. I mean, maybe he can luck himself into one, but you can't luck yourself into two. Uh yeah. This, I'm at a loss. I just, I don't understand where you think he's going to get these. I I get it, okay? He comes in the first race ever in Xfinity, wins the race, right? But that's different. He was in that, yes, he's still in elite equipment, obviously, the 18 or 54 now, one of the better cars in the field. But it's not that 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 big leap from, from Xfinity to Cup is so massive i just wanted to look back real quick uh, a real quick look back uh at, at rookie winners um and it looks like the last time a rookie driver won more than one race was 2006 with denny hamlin wow now denny hamlin a generational talent obviously and ty gibbs probably a generational talent too but this is just way too big of a step i I think one race is going to be hard enough for Gibbs to win. I, I would be surprised if we see him win one race. Last year, you know, Austin Cindric did win a race, but it was the Daytona 500, obviously. 
super speedways are just so unpredictable and whatnot. Uh, Cole, Cole Custer won one back in 2020. Otherwise, really, you're going back through – you go back even to 2016 with Chase Elliott. He didn't win any any as a rookie season, and, and he was an up-and-comer, right? He literally replaced Jeff Gordon in the number 24 car in his rookie season. Like, it, <laughs> how much of a bigger ride do you want to step up into? And, and that was it during the time when Jimmy Johnson was on his run. Hendrick was dominating at that point, too, before their little lull. I just – you go Kyle Larson – generational talent obviously he didn't win any now granted he was in in different equipment being in the 42 car but it's a tough sell for me to even find one race that he wins um he's good on road courses yes but we saw how bad toyota was right and we saw the 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 really big thing that helps me lean under is we saw him he got 10 11 12 he, i think he ended up with 11 or 12 maybe even 13 starts last season in the cup series Filling in for Kurt Busch, right? And none of them were really that impressive. I don't have right in front of me what his best finish was, but he was never a front runner. He was never leading laps. He was never in competition. Yeah, we just talked about it. The Gibbs cars are better than the 2311 cars, right? But to me, finding a win for him, maybe one he gets. I, I would be surprised that one. I would have taken the under at half and given it to me one and a half. I don't care what the juice is this is going to be a very large bet for me because and I'll, I'll come out and say how wrong I was and I like Ty Gibbs and I think he's very talented I think he's going to be around for a long time right he, he's got the the part you know obviously his family owns the team one of the best teams in the series so that helps him right he's he's pretty secured and having that ride for quite some time he's proven how talented he is comes out wins his first ever Xfinity series start wins the championship the first time he ever runs for it. Yes, that's great and impressive, but that leap from from anywhere else, any other series into the Cup Series is the biggest step you'll ever take by far. And it, it's just, it's going to be a tough season for Gibbs, I think. Honestly, you probably could have just made the case by saying Austin Cindric, and that's really all there is to it. You know, that's it's really, it's so difficult for rookies to come in and be multi-race winners and be that much of a dominant force in the series because you've got guys that have been there forever that you know they don't it's not that they don't take nicely to, to rookies in fact he's gonna have the yellow on his bumper i'm sure right because this will be his first full season yep yeah he will be a rookie technically yeah so it's not like he's gonna come up and not have that yellow bumper but that yellow bumper that speaks miles to how they treat you on the track it's not it's not that they're punting you and being ridiculous to you but they're not going to cut you any slack so, uh, yeah. Well, and I think that's a great point too. You just made it, it to further the point of what a big step it is, right? Austin Sindrick won how many races the last two seasons in Xfinity, right? He was dominant road courses. Nobody could beat him. He was just, he won everywhere. Then he comes up into the cup series. It's one win. Yeah. It's at a 500. Great. It's a big race, but again, anybody can win that race. And then he struggled a majority of the rest of the season when he probably had the best opportunity because he's coming in and everybody else has a new car just like he does. And so you look back at guys like Cole Custer, right? We've told, we talked about him moving back to the Xfinity series. I think he won nine races in his last season in the Xfinity series. Like he just dominated that whole season steps up into Stuart Haas racing cars, right? Those haven't been bad. Kevin Harvick won a championship not that long ago in those cars. Tony Stewart won two in that, 
14 car. I mean, so that that's another big, big, you know, team in the series. And, and it's just, it's a big adjustment for these guys. Chase Elliott, another great example, right? I mean, he signed a contract with Hendrick when he was like 14. He's winning all these races coming up. You throw him in the Xfinity series, wins races, wins all this stuff, but comes up into the cup series and he struggled, right? We saw a decent amount of second place finishes before he was finally able to get that win, but he struggled to get there. And now he's a champion, right? He's got all these wins and he's done great, but there's just that adjustment. And I think Gibbs gets there. I think that we're going to be talking about Gibbs for a long time. I think if he wants to be in the series the next 25 years, he probably is. I think he's that talented. He's in good enough equipment. He's got the opportunity. It's just, it's going to be a reality check and it's going to be a big struggle for him in this first season. I agree. I agree with everything you just said. Uh, so let's move on uh, because well, I'm sure we'll be talking about him. Again, you said we'll be talking about him. We'll be talking about him a lot this season. So let's uh, let's continue on down the list. Let's move over to Denny Hamlin. This is interesting to me in that Denny Hamlin's over-under is set at, Cody, you want to venture a guess? It's got to be. Actually, hold on, hold on. I want everybody. I want everybody in uh, in listening right now. Uh, we're gonna pause for one second. Think a number a number in your head, and then we'll see if you're right. Ready? Okay, great. Cody, go ahead. I'm gonna say three and a half. You're gonna say three and a half. You are one off. It is two and a half. Ooh. Yeah, they've got him set at two and a half. But I will say that the over is at plus one thirty. Whereas the under is at wow, minus really? 160. Yes, they do not believe that Denny Hamlin is going to wow. win three races. We know that we faded Denny a lot in the beginning of the season. That obviously stopped uh, as we went on. But Denny went on to win two races last season. Finish in the top five 10 times, top 10 16 times. His average finish, though, 15 and a half. So, you know, a little troublesome for Denny in the beginning there kind of rounded it off at the end to have a solid run of four top tens in a row, two top fives in the, the playoffs. So, uh, But Denny Hamlin, two and a half, what are you feeling about that, Cody? Well, I hate to just keep taking overs, but they're more fun to bet anyways, right? I mean, yes, we've, we've had fade Denny for half the season last year, and it paid off big time for us. We got away from it at some point, but Denny Hamlin is one of the better drivers in the series, and why is that going to stop now? He's basically the top dog at Joe Gibbs now, right? Uh, I mean, Martin Truex Jr., three-quarters of the way retired, foot out the door. You got Gibbs coming up, yes. Christopher Bell is there, and, and he's chugging along. But Denny Hamlin is the number one guy over there with Kyle Busch out the door. You know, you could say 1A and 1B, although the last couple seasons, Denny Hamlin was kind of more – had better results than than Kyle did. I do feel like Gibbs as a whole takes a step back as an organization. I think we took, I think I talked, took the under on Christopher bell when we were talking about him. And I feel like the Kyle Bush departure is going to hurt them. I feel like they were already kind of sort of taking a step back anyways. Um, but Denny Hamlin, we've talked about it, right? He, he's one of the best drivers. I mean, you would go bet on him to win the championship right now if he didn't, choke away every chance he's ever had at it right he's we talk about it he's probably the best driver or at least right there next to mark martin that's never won a championship but winning races is something he does well he's very good at he's a great super speedway racer he's great everywhere not great at road courses but great everywhere else there's a lot of opportunities for him to win races 
Um, man, if it was three and a half, I think maybe I could go with the under, but two and a half again, it just, and, and again, I, I think as we're walking through this, I think it's showing more that we think there's going to be less, or at least I do by taking all these over, there's going to be less winners and these, those wins are going to get spread out more like they were previously where the, the bigger drivers get a couple of wins rather than so many different drivers getting just one win. Yeah, I don't. I think the days of having 16, 17, 18 different winners are, are behind us at this point. I mean, it may happen again, like, you know, but I don't, this next season, you've given the playbook to these guys already and they, they're smart. You know, they know how to make this happen now. And now that they've, they've had a year of it under their belt, these bigger teams are going to come up and do what they normally do. And that's not level the playing field, <laughs> basically unlevel the playing field. And, and I'm, I'm, yeah, this, this Denny Hamlin line gives me pause uh, in that I don't know that three wins is, is, is really in the books. Um, but I do love the fact that it's at plus 130 for over. So almost almost that's the, tempting. That's the really shocking part, too, is you're getting plus money at over that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's again, it's a little tempting. I mean, just, just given the fact that Denny was better down the stretch leads me to believe that this is going to be a better season for him overall um in 2023 so uh, give me the over but only for the value i would not be shocked if he only hit two wins i like the value on the over give me the over on this one yeah and i'd be surprised if he only wins too honestly so i man yeah i got how many races do you think there are (laughs) there's not as many as i wish there was okay but i think we've established that like five drivers are just going to win all the races this is true this i I think that i think that we are going to find it's going to be a middle ground, right? A couple of seasons ago, it was the big three, right? It was, uh, I think that season was Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, and was it Denny, either Denny Hamlin or, or Martin Truex were winning all the races, ended up being the championship where it was the big three and me, Joey Logano beats them in the championship as the and me, but hey, where we saw just those guys win or, or two seasons ago where, where it was just Kyle Larson wins all the races. I don't think it's going to be that, but I don't think it's going to be all the winners we had this past season. I think it's going to meet in the middle somewhere and you're going to have the top few drivers that collect their good number of wins. And then it's going to kind of be spread out with ones and twos through the rest of everybody else that picks them up. But it, man, yeah, if it was three and a half, maybe, maybe I think I'm leaning more towards the under, but at two and a half, it just seems too low for somebody who's still at the top of his game. Right. I mean, yes, he struggled out of the gate last year and that was a big topic, but he got it fixed. And at the end of the season, I mean, he should have been in the final four. He should have been in the championship four if it hadn't been for the Ross Chastain move at Martinsville, right? He, he had put himself in the right position. Um, and so to, to come off of what should have been a championship four run to only two wins or less, it just it doesn't – it seems like he should get more. Yeah. I mean, again, it's just a matter of, of – I, yeah, I think they were handing out wins at the stadium half the time. They were just like, hey, uh, here you go, here you go. Uh, you can have a win. You can have a win. But uh, Rod, you want one? Okay, you're winning today. <laughs> yeah, I'd kill for one. <laughs> but um, all right, yeah. So I, I think we're all in agreement of where we stand on Denny Hamlin. Let us move now to Mr. Daniel Suarez. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a chance, everybody, an opportunity to think of what you think Daniel Suarez's win total is, and then tell you you're probably wrong. Uh, Cody, what do you think? It's got to be a half win, right? Yeah, you're right. Uh, it is a half a win. They're not necessarily giving Daniel Suarez the opportunity to walk away with multiple wins. And 
not for bad reason. Again, we know and we love Daniel Suarez. His big win at Sonoma was just a feel-good story. Pinatas were broken. Uh, you know, the, the Amigos were thrilled. I was happy. I cried. Uh, but that was his only win. And his, he had six top fives. He really didn't sniff the front of the field much at all. 13 top tens. His average finish was 16 and a half. Like, he's, he was only one position better than what he started at 15. Uh, it was his average starting we talked about the strides that that Trackhouse made, and obviously Ross Chastain was the 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 driving force for much of that. And Daniel Suarez was in good equipment and and made good runs. But at, by the end of the day, and I, I you know that phrase that you always say, but at the end of the day, uh, but really when it was all said and done and the checker flag waved, it just wasn't that the results weren't there for Daniel Suarez. It was great to see him run up front. It was great to see him be in the mix. But it wasn't like that when, when the final checkered fl uh, flew. And, and you basically didn't see that 99 car. Bad luck on a few of them, obviously. But again, I, I, at a half a win, I almost feel like it's too hard. His, his over is at minus 160. His under is at plus 130. So my question to you, Cody, I guess, really is, can we see Daniel Suarez luck himself into a win? Well, I don't even want to say luck. Can he manage a win? next season plus money on the under is that what you said correct oh yeah definitely i'm taking that give me that this is one where i think it regresses love daniel suarez i think he's a great story i think he's a good driver but it just like you said i mean there's one win with sonoma and yes he earned that but you had the best two cars have trouble and issues that cost them uh it was randomly green flag the whole way that helped him out a lot um we saw some pretty decent runs from him right we saw chastain uh, really take advantage of that equipment. But Suarez, it just seems it seems like if he does win, which uh, we would be happy for, I think it would be kind of a shocker more than we expected it from him. And so I'm going to go with the under plus money too. I like that even more. This is one of those one of those wins that those big guys is they're taking away from Daniel Suarez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is where your under actually goes uh, into something. I love it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I you mean, wanted I, me to take some unders, Rod. Okay, I'm just listening. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be this one. Uh, no, I'm with you. I'm going to take the under on this one, too. Unfortunately, it's sad, it's sad, but it's true because, again, with Daniel Suarez, it's such a great story to see him succeed, you know, when he does, and it's just a, it makes you, makes you happy. But winning, I don't know if it was strictly reserved for uh, Ross Chastain. But unfortunately, he kind of came and sucked the air out of the room for Daniel. And, and I think if any, if any track house driver is going to get multiple wins or even one win, I think it's going to be Ross Chastain next season. Um, tough to say, tougher to feel, but I think this is where we're at, right? Yeah, and we, we've seen Suarez at the top tier rides, right? He had a Gibbs ride. He had a Stuart Haas ride. Wasn't able to get it done there. I'm glad he was able to get over that hump and get it done. At track house, I just don't think, and I, I don't think we've seen him win for the last time. I think he'll have wins, but I think it's just going to be random one win here and there. And whether that's this season, whether it's next season, the following season, right? I don't think it's going to be a guy we expect to win every single year. So since he got a win this past season, since I'm leading towards less winners, I'm going to say Suarez doesn't get a win this year. All right. Well, that's sad, but that's where we're at. Um, all right, well, one driver left on the board to talk about. It is your 2022 NASCAR uh, Cup champion, Joey Logano. 
Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a guess, Cody, as I always do. What do you think his win total is set at? Um, this is a tough one because I feel like he's been disrespected in the championship odds. I'm going to say that it should be set at two and a half, but that they set it at one and a half. You're, uh, no, they did. They set it at three and a what? Half. Three and a half oh, wins for Joey Logano. Boy. Yeah. Holy hell. The over is at plus 110 and the under is at minus 140. This is a, yeah, crazy wow. trap. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's shocking to me. I had not seen that one. I, yeah, this is an under for me. Uh, Joey, obviously a great driver. He just won the championship, but how many races did he win last year? You haven't done the stats yet. But oh yeah, you're right. It was only two, right? So, yeah. well, that's what I'm saying. So, uh, last season, Joey maybe Logano, it was three, no, Joey Logano wins won four. He won four. Really? Yeah. Sure. I know he quietly racked up four wins. Yeah. And that's the season. thing is he's so, when we talked about that multiple times last year, it was like so random, like no, Joey, no, Joey, no, Joey, Joey wins. No, Joey, no, Joey, no, Joey wins. Like it was just out of nowhere. Right. He's like 14th in like 10 races and then he wins one and then he goes back to 14th. It was so weird. Yeah, and that's the thing. So it was it was Joey with four wins, eleven top fives, seventeen top ten finishes. His average finish though was thirteen and a half, which is what, exactly what we're talking about. It's like he would pop out and win a race, and then kind of go away for a while. And it's evident because he won at Darlington, and then seventeenth and twentieth at Charlotte. Popped up and won at Gateway, then seventeenth, ninth, twenty seventh, twenty sixth, twenty fourth, twentieth, and then all of a sudden a string of top tens. Uh, you know, even top fives in the mix and then ended up winning at Vegas and Phoenix. So, I mean, Joey Logano had a very charmed season, but three and a half wins is tough uh, for a defending champion even as well. So, I mean, the under on this one, obviously, like we said, it is juiced at minus 140. So this is a trap. They obviously want you to pay this juice. They want you to uh, to absorb the the whatever the takeaway from the minus 140 when you bet this so the question is do you want to absorb it absorb it or do you want to bet the over and and i guess get one over on the books when he does win four races again i just feel like the path to four races for for joey this season this this season in particular is not going to be as easy as it was last season you know yeah i mean it's things just kind of seem to really work in his favor, I guess. And only in certain races, right? He's next gen Joe. He wins the first time of everything, right? We should have seen it coming. the 22 and 22, everything lined up for him. We have seen, and I'd have to look back at the wins cause I don't have that in front of me, but we've seen that it's every other year that he even makes the final four. Right? So he's for whatever reason, like your San Francisco giants, he likes that every other year type of thing. And, um, I just, man, this is a tough one. And I think, while I do think he is sort of being disrespected in the championship odds, not that I necessarily think that he's a great bet because I don't think he repeats. I, It's not like he had some gr crazy dominant season. like, And like we've seen how many times, right? You, That's why we love playoffs in football, right? You get hot at the right time and you win the championship. And that's the way I think that it should be. But I would be surprised to see him do that again. Does he win races this year? Absolutely. I mean, when's the last time we didn't see Joey win races, right? He's going to pop up and win a race or two and maybe even three. But to get that fourth win, I think is a little bit of a taller order. Um, and, and so I like how this, you know, worked out where my last couple drivers were under anyways, after all my overs. But uh, 
yeah, I'm kind of surprised that it's that high. Even at two and a half, I think I would struggle to go with the over, but I'm definitely going under when it's at three and a half. I mean, just factoring in the fact that we took so many overs, I got to think that mathematically speaking, this under makes more sense should, than anything. Of those, I don't see how many. We've given out 47 race winners and 36 races. <laughs> well, you know, we're, we're actually you can't counting. can't win them all, right? <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're counting some of the I races in between and, you know. <laughs> There's short yeah, there tracks go. that they're going to go run. Yeah, no, it's 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 just a big thing. But, yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm going to take the under on this one. I, like I said, I just feel like it's not going to be as easy for him to find a way to four wins um, because, really, all told, it was difficult for him to get there in the first place, and it was a big, long stretch of, of races, like I said, that just really weren't good. I mean, overall, we're not good, and it's just – he popped his head out a, a couple of times and, and did great things. I mean, Darlington, like we said, he started first and finished first. If he didn't start on the pole, who knows where he would have been, right? He led 107 of those laps. It was it was basically him just staying out in front all day. So, you know, has that happened again this year? I don't know. I just, I would rather, much like some of these other bets, I would rather, I would rather him win four races and prove me wrong than to win three and have that be it. And, and lose by the hook, you right. know? Yep. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just too big of a number for for what we saw. I mean, yeah, you got to four, but the fourth one was the championship one, the very last race. And like we just talked about, was he even the best car in that race? I don't think so. You know, and so, yeah, I, I think the under is definitely where I'm going on, on Joey here. And isn't that the biggest thing about gambling, though? It's like pain tolerance. How, how much do you feel you would like pain how much pain would you be in had this happen you know or this happen right. or ca right. can you feel like you've done yourself service if you bet this side of it versus the other side you know he's and another thing too is like you you bet the under on Kyle Larson you could literally lose that in like week 5 right cuz he could win that many races that fast like with Joey Logano even if you bet the under you're not going to lose it until the last five races, probably. <laughs> if he if he maybe gets that fourth win and one, you know, or wins it in the championship race, right? But I don't think the fifth to sixth race into the season you're going to have lost that already. Whereas with a guy like Kyle Larson, it just I mean, it, it's funny because Joey won more races than Kyle last year, right? So it's weird to think of it that way. But I just feel like this is definitely going to be some regression from Joey in that category. I think he'll win multiple races. Uh, I don't think that's really at any question because we know how good of a driver he is. Obviously, he's the champion of the sport. So, um, but yeah, it just it seems too high. And yeah, like you said, it's one of those where yeah, I don't think you're going to lose it early. Maybe you lose it late, and it's like okay, he proved us wrong again. Big surprise, he does that all the time, right? But uh, yeah, this is one I, I feel better taking the under. Look, we already know he's going to get one race in Chicago. The street race, he's going to oh, win yep. that one. New race, yep. That, okay. That's, that's mark one. That down. Make sure we bet that. That's one. But the <laughs> other the other three, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's it's highly difficult because there's no other new tracks on the on on the on the circuit this this season. So, you know, go and lock in your one for Chicago. Yep. It's, but not, after even, it's that, not a new car anymore. No. It's not the 22 and 22. He's no. just losing all of it, right? He yep. had a new baby last year. I don't think his wife's pregnant this year, no. so. So yeah, I mean, again, this is this is not a four-win season. I think for Joey Logano, I think we can safely say that both of us are on the under on this one and sleep well tonight. But again, once those Chicago odds lock, we, you know where are with. Matter of fact, we'll probably just co-sign on each other's winners for that one. Yeah, we have to give that out, right? Even yeah. though it doesn't matter what he's done on road courses at that point, nope. you got to give it out. <laughs> Indeed. 
Um, all right. Well, that'll put a bow on the win totals for 2023. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I think a little more than uh, I maybe should have, but uh, that was a fun look at, at these win totals. We'll have to go back, Cody, and we'll have to uh, to have somebody document what our, our official takes were. Uh, on both of these because yeah yeah we do need to go back and, and figure out where we <laughs> figure out how many wins we actually gave out right well that's gonna be my homework for christmas break now is uh figure out how many wins we gave out we need to track it so we can we can revisit this in the next off season and see uh where where we where we ended up with all these right clean up all of the uh all of where we're at wow do you gave out 55 wins i don't know that that's possible but we'll <laughs> we'll call that uh, well, all right then, Cody. We will adjourn for the week, and we will also adjourn for the holiday season. Obviously, we'll be back before New Year's, but uh, this will wrap it up before the Christmas if you celebrate. Uh, and if you guys are already celebrating any other holidays out there, be it Hanukkah or whatever else is out there, um, you know, we'll, we'll wish you a warm, happy holidays. But before we do, Cody, let everybody know where they can find you on uh, social media. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeev. Share all my work over there. Got a best bets article out for Saturday's uh, NFL games. If you're listening to this before then, definitely check that out. I had one out for Thursday's game. Had the Jaguars. Fell asleep. That game was so boring, but uh, the Jaguars easily cashed. So that was nice. Uh, so definitely check that out. I got some more IndyCar, F1, NASCAR articles all in the works and coming out here over the next few weeks. So definitely check those out as well. And I'm sure I'll have more NFL stuff as we continue to go along. So yeah, uh, find find all that stuff there, and then uh, follow the show as well at NASCAR Gambling. And uh, yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate or don't. Uh, yeah, hope it goes well for you. Yeah, indeed. stay warm out there too. It's whew, this, this cold in the Midwest, at least. I don't know how you guys are doing it. I honestly don't. Like it's it's fifty over here, forty five over here, and I'm I'm already ready to build an igloo. Parts of Nebraska yesterday, the wind chill was minus like fifty eight, I think. So that was a little bit more out west, but uh, where I was at, it it was my thirties with the wind chill yesterday. It it was brutal. So no, thank you. Stay stay warm out there, people. Yes, stay warm, stay safe. If you're traveling, please travel safe. If you're listening to this in the car. Uh, just make sure that you are giving that person plenty of room. It's no joke out there, guys. People are very, very vicious. <laughs> it's it's not a race on the on the road. It right? is even not a race on the even road. My wife thinks that's what I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. There's a link in the bio to everything I've got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it is in between media where we're talking NASCAR very, very shortly. Make sure to get on on that. Get in on the Discord. Um, like like Cody said, happy holidays out there. If you celebrate, if you don't, happy December, whatever day it is when you listen to this. Um, hopefully you guys are all safe, warm, and, uh, and happy and flourishing. So, well, until next week, everybody, uh, we'll just see you then, and we'll talk about something. <laughs> it is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. <laughs> until next time, let's go racing and let it ride. Yeah,